All right, welcome back to the 24 podcast, the unofficial podcast for Fox's award-winning show 24. And my name is Josh Rivers, and again with Mark. Howdy. How's it going? Going good. How are you? I'm super. That's good. Uh, glad to hear it. And so, man, there's been a, a lot of uh, things coming up here. And so actually the day that we're recording this, there's supposed to be some kind of uh, panel announcement um, from Fox. Kiefer's so, going to be there. I would think so. Yeah, I saw I saw somewhere <laughs> that they said Kiefer Sutherland and how I think Howard Gordon were both uh, scheduled to be as part of the panel. So we should yeah. get some good information. Yeah, so uh, so there'll be a, a lot of good information with that, and so that's going around. But and also, uh, we had gotten wind other uh, other than that, gotten word of a couple other new cast members. Um, reading it here on 24 Spoilers, kind of giving some information. And so, again, 24spoilers.com, a uh, great source of uh, information. They just need to be on top of a lot of it there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but there's uh, two of them here. The first one is Scottish actor Duncan Powell. It says that he's been cast in 24 Live Another Day in an unspecified role. And so... Um, of course, I guess that could mean anything. So not sure mm-hmm. if it could be bad guy, good guy or anything, but just that he's been cast at least. Maybe we'll get some more information from the um, panel that's going to be coming out. Um, he's, and then he's, the, he, he's going to be um, a citizen walking down the street. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll uh, announce cast members like that, but who Wouldn't knows? Be he, funny? He they're, may... like, they're like totally throw us off by telling us all these people. And then like, yeah, he's, he's in it for like three seconds. We just wanted to throw it out there because he was in Casino Royale or whatever. Oh no, that's the other guy. Yeah. Read into he that was in um, some BBC drama that nobody's ever heard of unless you watch yeah. the BBC drama, which a lot of our people probably do. So yeah, very true. I apologize that I don't get the BBC. Maybe yeah, I know so, who he was. So it, yeah, I mean, he he may just have a a quick quick role at the beginning, and right, maybe that's it. I don't know. Ah, he's probably a main part, I imagine. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's uh the second one that's mentioned on here is English actor Joseph Milson, and so it says there for sure that he's he'll be appearing in multiple episodes, and so again, not exactly sure what the role is, but it does mention here that he has. Um, previous roles as an MI6 agent. Um, nice. That was in an early scene of Casino Royal. Yep. And so, uh, so anyway, so those are a couple of the new ones that are there. And so, of course, uh, we have other semi-recent ones there that we mentioned in previous ones in Benga Akanabe. Um, and Giles Matney that was announced just a couple weeks ago. Right. And then we were also told about Michael Wincott, uh, who's going to be playing a hacker. Mm-hmm. And then Judy Davis that's going to be playing the widow of a notorious terrorist. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, the beloved Marilyn Raskib, Kim Raver, and William Devane, as well as Kiefer Sutherland. And hopefully to be announced, Tony Almeida or uh, Carlos Bernard. And so, so anyway, so hopefully we will get some good information here. Um, and if that is the case, we will tag it on with this episode. And so 
bring you some more epi- uh, news at the end if any more is uh, released at the panel. Mm-hmm. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, another piece of information I got in here is um, we mentioned that Michael Wincott was going to be a hacker. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was also announced that Chloe is going to be working with a group of hackers. So she may be working alongside of um, Michael Wincott possibly. And yeah, so, it, looks, it looks like, uh, what is it, Entertainment Weekly. I might, I've never bought that magazine, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> it, it, it looks like yeah. the, what does it say here? The January 17th issue of Entertainment Weekly previews, television shows, whatnot. And they have an interview with uh, Howard Gordon. And um, can I read that? Do you want to read that? Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. It says, uh, this is what um, they say in this interview with uh, Howard Gordon. It says, picking up four years after 24th finale, the 12-episode reboot will find Kiefer Sutherland's Jack Bauer in London. Quote, he has fled because America is no longer his home, teases Gordon, who will reunite with fellow 24 vets Evan Katz and Robert Cochran. There will be a CTU-like organization, adds Gordon. There will also be a group of hackers in the vein of Julian Assange and Edward Snowden, which Chloe joined. Yep, Marilyn Raskiab is back as Kim Raver. And Judy Davis will recur as the widow of a notorious terrorist. So, yeah, we're going to have a – that's interesting that – it makes sense that Jack fled America because it's not his home because everybody's tried to kill him and hates him and so on and so forth. But that's yeah. interesting. It's very interesting. So uh, our our listeners in London, you are now the home of Jack Bauer. We are no longer. So congrat- yes. congratulations for that. Jeez. It's kind of a bummer for us. But we yeah, had no. – you know, it's interesting that uh, we had talked about – you know, there was going to be a hacker, and, and we had discussed whether, and I think both of us had thought that it kind of seemed to, seemed like a Julian Assange kind of thing. So it's interesting that that's not what Gordon's saying. So mm-hmm. we we must um we must have received revelation for that. We we don't yes. have an inside track, but it feels like we almost did because we guessed it. So oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna count one up for the team there. Yeah, no inside track yet. Woohoo! That's right. Maybe yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah, we need to interview Gordon. Mr. Gordon, please come on our show. Yes. Anyways. Definitely. And so, uh, let's see. Just uh, trying to double check. There's definitely been uh, some good conversations on Twitter. Yeah. So, again, you can follow us at the 24 Podcast on Twitter. And there's also at scrop2. Um, That's me. The follow Mark. And so uh, there's that. I'm thinking that's all the news and information that we were wanting to cover at the beginning here. It's quite a bit, and I think we're going to get more and more as we get closer. I think it's, what, two weeks from now they start filming? They're getting close. Yeah, probably by the time the episode comes out, it'll be just over a week. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully we'll start getting um, more snippets in here and there. And I believe David Fury... Um, tease that maybe we might get a teaser um, nice. at the Super Bowl well, or sometime got, around the Super Bowl. Or something. They always have a prequel. You know, they always put out a prequel. They have to put out a prequel. That would be awesome. Yeah, get a prequel that, to kind of set it up a little bit more. That would be a good place to do it, too, at the Super Bowl. I'll give them that. That would. That would be an awesome way to be able to announce Tony's return. <laughs> kind of go through the prequel in there. At the very end, you get a glimpse, glimpse of... Uh, Colors Bernard in the background or something. Or you just have Jack Bauer mention Tony's name and everybody's like, oh, yeah. maybe. 
read it to that what you will. That's right. That's right. Maybe he had dinner with Tony. maybe he had dinner with Carlos Bernard again. I do have oh, yeah. to say, I do have to oh. say too. It was it was a a week, a week or two back, but um, David Fury actually viewed a a tweet of yours. He did. You yes. you uh, in the vein of our joking about reading to it what you will. I think you tweeted me and said that you were having dinner with your wife. I think it was, wasn't it? Yes. And you said, read into it what you will. And I, I believe David Fury favored did that. Yes, he did. That was awesome. Which was totally <laughs> cool. So <laughs> we are on his radar at least. I was, I was laughing pretty hard when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> yes, he likes our humor. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Please come on our show. But Very good. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to share that. I thought that was exciting for those. Yeah. That I'd forgotten about that. that. I'd yeah. forgotten about that. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so we are in the middle of season five now. Yeah, we're in the thick and of so, it. So we set it up. Um, actually, we kind of set it up the last several weeks mm-hmm. um, in yeah. several different veins. And so, but we're kind of going to try to cover the middle part of the episode here or the uh, uh, of the season. Yep. We're and just going to kind of skim the tops, though. Yeah, and so I I think there where where it picks up is definitely a big one to kind of pick up on. And so where we last talked about was um, CTU picking up on a man named Rossler right. that was going to help reprogram the uh, triggers for the Centox gas. Right. And so they had tracked him down. They got into his building and all that kind of stuff. Had him um, um, held at hostage basically, and so. Uh, and he got injured in the in the process, but they got him, and they were gonna um, work on uh, getting him to cooperate. And so, uh, in the process, though, part of the agreement was that uh, this girl that was in his custody uh, would have to go with him, which of course she was not wanting to do that, and so she was taken in a. Um, in a sex sex slave trade type of yeah. thing there in in Europe, right. and so she was wanting to be free, wanted to get back with her family and all that kind of stuff, and that promise had kind of already had already been made, uh, but now they say that now she has to go with him for the time being, and she wasn't wanting to play along with that, and so she got a hold of someone's gun and shot him, and killed him right. as a result of that, and so then. Um, and so then Jack started to play the role of Rossler. Um, when the phone rang, he picked up and started acting like him and was able to get the location. And so he was going to go pose as Rossler. But in the process of him doing that, he got pulled into um, actually setting off a canister in a mall. Right. And so, and of course, Jack was kind of playing along long enough to try to hopefully be able to get some location, but he didn't want the gas released in the mall because, I mean, as he was walking by, he was seeing all the people and all the kids and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, I mean, you know, Jack, right. he doesn't want the innocents to have to suffer any. Right. And so uh, so he was there making a call, and, and so he tried to intercept in that case. And so... Uh, the one guy that was with him got shot. Jack shot him. And then the other guy escaped, which they tried to follow him, but it ended up being a dead end uh, because the other terrorists had left. And so um, they were then left with no further leads at that point. 
Right. At least nothing directly. Right. Yeah, it's a, you know, and, and during that whole thing when they're there, you know, they end up uh, knocking Jack out and handcuffing him and whatnot because he wouldn't give him the codes. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is that you had Lynn McGill back at CTU who's telling him to give him the codes. And I like Lynn, kind of. <laughs> He's one of those guys that I'm not oh. sure if I like him <laughs> or not. Um, but he was just he would blindly follow whatever so you have logan who you're starting to kind of question a little bit saying well do it and so lynn's whole thing is well if the president tells you to do something do it and that's even mm-hmm. the, you know audrey and him have that conversation she's like you're talking about killing innocent people are you out of your mind w- you know would you make that decision and he said yes if the president told me to i would and you're just like um i think that's a bad idea to just <laughs> blindly follow whatever the president tells you to do, no matter how great of a guy he is. But right. anyways, so you have Miguel screaming at Jack in his little earpiece saying, you know, give him the right codes. And Jack's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So this is like the downfall of Lynn McGill. <laughs> I mean, this is like he starts screaming at people and firing people. He ends up actually um, firing Buchanan. Yeah. He was freaking out after, well, I guess that was after some other stuff comes but you know in this in this section of the of the season excuse me episode season i can never get those right um we meet several new people well i guess james nathanson's not new we know who he is but anyways he calls jack to save him and um they kill him but jack gets some information from him before he dies right and that leads him to a new character who we meet and end up not liking who's christopher henderson yeah. And um, Henderson was the guy that had recruited Jack and then um, ended up leaving. And this this ties back to the beginning of, of the entire series because Henderson was the head of field ops. Well, he's one of those guys that Jack had um, blown the whistle on for corruption. Right. And he had left because of that. They, they could never prove it, but uh, he lost his job because of it, basically. They couldn't you know throw him in jail. but um, So they, they get along great. <laughs> <laughs> not well henderson kind of acts well, like he's over it you know and then he's like well let's go look at does they get some information about the place henderson works that that's where the syntax came from well henderson's like come on jack you've already blamed me for something before i didn't do it and i didn't do it this time blah 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 and so he's like well let's go down and see who was working on that program or on that that project and uh ends up he's like oh i gotta run over to it real quick and he leaves and jack realizes that he's locked in with a bomb <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, well, that proves that Henderson's part of it. <laughs> Which the nice yeah. thing is, you know, there was no doubt, you know, in his mind anymore. Because I think he was kind of questioning himself because obviously it's the guy that recruited you. You kind of look up to him, I'm sure. Right. But, yeah. You know, so there was probably for a while, well, maybe he didn't do it. Maybe I'm just, he's like, I just followed the evidence. But um, there was no doubt then when this bomb goes off and Jack narrowly escapes being killed that <laughs> that he probably had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you have all this all this stuff happening, and all these new people you're meeting, and you know, it, it really. This is the section of the se- of the episode of the season, excuse me, that it seems like really develops the plot. Before this, you're not really sure what they're doing or where it's going. Here's where you meet all the people that are a part of this, and you know, Joel and I talked about this what two episodes back, with the uh, whole Syntox conspiracy. Right, And this is where you really, really get into it. And you start to realize that, wow, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> there's 
there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of more people involved than we realize there is. And, and this is where you start to get the inkling that it goes a lot higher up than you thought it did. You know, the first half, first quarter of the season or whatever, you kind of think, oh, it was Walt Cummings. And then this guy who was talking to Walt. But this is when you start to get into the whole, hmm, somebody else might be involved. Yeah. I'm not sure. Something's not right, which is what Jack's starting to realize, too. He's like, something's going weird here. And... um. Let's see. Well, Jack ends up uh, going back to Christopher Henderson's house. Yes. And, um, and his wife's like, Jack, him. Jack, what are you doing? Chris and, loves and you. Doesn't he actually shoot her in the yeah. knee? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Above, so above the knee because he points above, that out oh, that I shot her above the knee. You need to get her to a hospital. You need to tell me now. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I knew it was. Right. Like yeah. But yeah, so. So, because I mean, Christopher wasn't gonna give any kind of information, and of course, Jack knew knew him, and I mean, they they were trained right. in the same vein, basically. And so, I mean, they're not giving up information just right. by torture. And so he said, "Okay, I'll get her." Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, Christopher Henderson gave up um, some kind of information there. To, he no, he didn't right away because remember, he shoots well, her, and then she's like, "Just tell him what he needs to know," and. And he's, he looks at her, he's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And Jack's like, you son of a, that's, you don't care about anybody, do you? That's true. That's right. I was thinking of a different part. And that's what, <laughs> yeah, yeah, later on, Jack, he Crossing finally does. Um, but, you know, right then it's like Jack has this realization that, holy crap, one, I think, I think it was, you're a horrible person. But two, it's like he believes what he's doing. You know, he believes he's doing something for the country because that's the only reason he would be that dedicated to it. You know, if he was just doing it for money. He, you know, he would have stopped by the time his wife got shot. But yeah, he's Chris Henderson's a piece of work. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Peter Weller, who's a really good actor and um, really enjoy him, really enjoy hating him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is um, this is the same time that Logan is um, blackmailed to uh, give up the root of the Suvorov's motorcade. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have his wife who keeps telling him, you know, you got to stand up to these terrorists. You know, you can't let them do this and kill the kill the Suvorovs and so on and so forth. And um, Logan won't stop it. So Martha decides to ride to the airport with him, which is fantastic. You know, and Logan's pretty ticked at her for doing so. But mm-hmm. I, I give her credit. Anyways, so um, and then Chloe mentions that to McGill and McGill basically says, no, we're focused on this. We're not going to worry about that. And Chloe's like, are you kidding me? I just told you that we have evidence that, you know, the president of Russia might be attacked and you don't want to do anything about that. And, you know, McGill gets a little farther and a little farther of being out of his mind and just screaming and yelling at people and throwing. I don't know if he threw things. He might not have thrown things. I apologize. I might be. No, but they're definitely screaming though. That might be slander. I may be slandering his reputation and I apologize for that. But <laughs> he threw words. Right, he did throw words. <laughs> so he starts freaking out and basically he realizes that Audrey and Chloe and Edgar are going behind his back. So he tells Manning to arrest them. And this is like one of the greatest parts of the entire season. And you and I were talking about this before we started, but he turns to to Curtis and says um arrest Audrey or whatever. And Curtis is like, yeah, I can't do that. And so then he like throwing his power around some more turns to like the, the red shirted CTU guards and says, arrest Curtis. And Curtis puts his hand on his gun and says, don't make me use this. 
Mm-hmm. And then Miguel's like, what are you doing? And Curtis is like, I'm instituting blah, 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 blah. And takes him out. And then I think you're going to find a clip of that, right? Well, that'll be right here. But uh, yeah. um, that is one of the coolest parts. And that's when you really start to like Curtis. At least when I really start to like Curtis. Was I'm like, you're a good dude. You know, you think right. you think a little bit. You don't just blindly follow orders. So Buchanan gets reinstated and everything works out super there. Um, but uh, the attack does happen on the Suvorovs. They're warned like seconds before it happens. So they do some evasive maneuvers. and But they almost kill everybody anyways. Aaron Pierce gets beat up a little bit and ends up saving them. And, and then that's, that was pretty cool there. Being yeah. able to see him like kind of lean out of the car and right. shoot the two guys that are right. The, the last two, I think, that right. that were there and saves them. Well, and, and that's where Pierce starts to realize that something's going on because at the after they get out, you know, he asks if the first lady's okay because that's the reason he was there. But he said, if you're going, then I'm going. You know, I'm right. not, you know, because it's my responsibility to make sure you're safe. And uh, anyways, Martha afterwards says he didn't stop it. He didn't try to stop it. And he's like, who? And that's when Aaron starts to to start putting things together that something's going on that's not right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so. <laughs> so that's when everybody starts saying, um, Logan's out of his mind, too. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but, um. So let's see what else. Who else do we meet right then? Oh, we, we meet can. uh Kim. Yeah. Kim shows up. Jack had asked uh Audrey to tell Kim that he was alive. And that yeah, she uh, finally got a hold of her. Right. She shows up at CTU, doesn't know why, and then sees her dad and he has, she has this guy with him who's like mm-hmm. her boyfriend, I think. Or at least her, yeah, her at least yeah, her psychologist psychi- or something. Yeah, former psychiatrist or psychiatrist right. slash now boyfriend. Right. Yeah, it's a uh, which yeah, which causes a <laughs> a big rift. Yeah, Jack's not real happy about that, but at all. <laughs> and Kim really basically says, "You have no room to say anything to me," which she probably has a point. He has been gone for a while, but yeah. Um, you know that's an interesting dynamic because he uh, he and um. Jack kind of butt heads a little bit. And Kim basically says, you know, I'm not mad at you, but I can't do this. I can't deal with your job and everything you have to do and so on and so forth. That's the short version. But um, so, yeah, it's so Kim's at CTU, which we find out soon is not a good thing <laughs> because uh, McGill. I don't. Did we mention McGill getting attacked earlier? Can't remember if we mentioned that. Yeah, we did. Okay. So McGill finally ends up telling somebody. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, because it's like they need him to do something. He's like, well, I can't. And they're like, well, just use your key card. Oh, oh, no, that's what it was, wasn't it? He's like, okay, we're going to need your key card because they detain him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't have it. it. (laughs) And they're like, what do you mean you don't have it? I mean, did it like, did you drop it or what? And he's like, so then he explains this whole thing with being attacked. And uh, then they realize. Didn't you say anything? Oh crap! Well, by the time they realized this, the guy had already got inside CTU, and basically they were going to release this nerve gas to, you know, destroy CTU so they could, you know, go along their merry way. And so I think they catch the guy, right? Like Jack kills him. Yeah, Jack kills him, but they'd already set the nerve gas to start. Right. So they start sealing up. Right as much of the locations so they get as many people as they can into those um sealed areas right and 
Um, Some people. Unfortunately, this is uh, where another one of the silent clocks kicks in. Oh, that was so sad. It is. Um, and so, yeah, watching, watching Edgar. Yeah. Be affected by the um, Centox. Because he was back in one of the server rooms or something, right? Yeah, and so he wasn't able to get into any of the um, locations in time. And so, I mean, and it was like right in front of Chloe and Jack and... Chloe took it um, hard. Very Yeah, hard. That, was, that, that was really hard. And so, I mean, I think Chloe was... I can't remember if Chloe's the one that recruited him, but she yeah. at least took him under wing when he first came in. You saw a lot of that last yep. season. Yep. But, I mean, of course, and they worked together closely since then. Right. And so... Um, like brother sister, and yeah. so, and so probably about the closest person that Chloe had, other than Jack, right? Ever, <laughs> ever, yeah, yeah, maybe Morris so, too. I guess you could throw in Morris from later seasons, yeah, but maybe, but yeah, it's, I that is one of the most. You're right. It was. I mean, it was a silent clock, and that was. It's sad because they lock everything. They you know seal everything up, and then they look out, and you see Edgar run around the corner. And he's kind of running, looking around, like what's going on, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and. uh then he looks and sees everything sealed off and he looks at Chloe and they just kind of lock eyes. And I can't remember if he says something like he says Chloe or something. And then he falls and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, but I like Edgar. Yeah, I know. I mean, that was Edgar, (laughs) but anyway, that was, yeah, that was pretty brutal. It was, it was very sad. And, and, uh, Louis Lombardi, I would, I would dare say he's almost a fan of the show or a friend of the show. We talk to him every once in yeah. a while on Twitter now. Yeah, it's supposed and, uh, to be uh, supposed to be an interview nice. on the blog. Yeah, coming up. And so we'll have to get with Joel and find out the when status of that. But anyways, so uh, that was the end of his uh, reign on or his uh, run on Twenty Four. So we were sad about that. And no, actually, uh, we he went out with a bang. Well, not really a bang, but a gasp. Yeah. It was sad. But um, but actually, just before the gas was released. Um, Tony woke up. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. And so he wakes up asking about Michelle yep. because he doesn't know anything. Cause I mean, he, I mean, he, he saw that she was at least unconscious, didn't know she was dead. Right. And so he was wondering what happened to her. And of course they were kind of skittish about telling him, but well, the doctor said it'd be like detrimental to his health. Like it could kill him because of the blood pressure spike and everything. Yeah. But that. of course, of course, he found out, and then he found out that it was Christopher Henderson, who happened to be um, also yeah. in medical in CTU. Yeah, Jack had, caught, so, Jack had brought him back by then, right? Yeah, and so, and so as uh, as they're all in being sealed in, um, they can't go from one place to the other, and it's just Tony and Christopher Henderson and the doctor. Um, oh, that's right, the doctor yep, is there doctor's too. Doctor's there too. And so, so Tony's trying to kill Christopher Henderson, and Jack's screaming at him through the comm, saying, "Yeah, hey, say, hey, dude, don't do that. We need no. information from him still, and and all that." And so, um, but then just as Tony's about to do that, Christopher Henderson's actually not asleep or out, mm-hmm. and so he ends up grabbing the, um, was it a syringe or whatever? Yeah, it was a syringe and, of some sort it, of, yeah, yeah, and jabs it in Tony's neck. And so, of course, as this is when we believe that Tony died, which was it, was spoiler we find out that? that he wasn't. What's that? Was there a, was there a silent clock on that? No, there wasn't. Wow, that's there was weird. never a Looking silent back clock now. on that one. Yeah, you would have so, thought Tony would have garnered a, a silent clock. 
Well, I mean, obviously, the um, they must have planned from that point that he didn't actually die. So that's probably why they didn't do a silent clock. See, I would be curious. I would be I would be interested to talk to somebody and find out if at that point in time they had determined that Tony was done, he wasn't going to be in the show anymore, and then they changed their mind, or if they had always had in their mind that yeah, they were going to bring because, him back. Because, I mean, they obviously they had season six that had nothing to do with Tony. Right. Right. And then, then he comes back in season seven. But I don't know. I Let's mean, ask David Fury. I wonder if he knows. We'll ask him. I'll ask him Are first. I'll ask him for his phone number. Uh, I'll tweet him and say, Can I get your phone number? I need to ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're recording, so just so you know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was I mean, it was almost unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, wait, hold on, no, Tony can't die. Everybody else I like died already today. And now you're killing Tony too? It was right. But I will say that in that same was it uh was that same one? Yeah, that same episode is when McGill kind of saves him, you know. I guess rectifies himself himself, I guess, in the fact that he was the only one that could get to release, you know, start the the vents again, the air right. air system to clean it out so everybody would die it wouldn't die because i guess the seals were deteriorating or something and yeah, of course, uh, jack tried first right and that he couldn't wasn't able to he couldn't get to it because it was uh they retrofitted locked or off yeah um and so he there was supposed to be like a secret panel but then it had bars to right. where he couldn't get through and so he had to go back and um mcgill was the closest one uh to it and so he ended up doing that sacrificing himself basically to be able to let the right he and another guy clean that out there was another guard or something yeah that's true they uh, both were that was touching too that's sad too because right before they go you know they realize i mean we're going to die and uh yes you got the call he calls his wife and talks to his daughter and his daughter's like you're coming home will you give me a hug when you come home and i wanted to start crying that was horrible being a parent myself i was oh i hated it (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but at least the, you stopped yourself. I well, that's one of us. <laughs> well. <laughs> you're right. Yes, of course I did. I I would never have cried. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but and it's interesting too like they get there, they set them and then they run back to the room, close the door, and like they hold their breath as long as they can and then they can't anymore, so they open they stop breathing or they stop holding their breath and the one guy's like, "Oh, you know, basically like, "Hey, we're okay." And then he like starts foaming from the mouth and dies. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. So that was sad. But I mean, I was happy to see McGill kind of redeem himself after being a complete jerk to everybody. Yeah, that was good. So um, definitely. But then you have uh, Logan uh, and Vice President Gardner. Gardner, yes. Um, that they are discussing instituting martial law. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, obviously that's a big deal when you right. start to do that because, I mean, that's taking things to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. But in, they ended up implementing that. And so shutting everything down in Los Angeles and um, enforcing a curfew, nobody out on the streets um, because they wanted to try to, or at least supposedly, track the terrorists. Right. Well, and this is the part where you start to think, it's Vice President Gardner. He's the one because, I mean, he's going behind Logan's back and, you know, he's pushing Logan to do all these things that, you know, you would pretty much say 
yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. So mm-hmm. at this point in time, you're sitting there thinking, okay, Gardner's Gardner's the one that was behind Cummings. You know, he's he's the the snake in the grass, as it were. And uh, because of all this stuff he's doing, he's going behind Logan's back and and whatnot. And they do a very good job of keeping you from realizing who's really behind it. Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so during this time, they uh, get a new lead. Um, they run into a German intelligence officer, Theo Stoller, and uh, they realize he's an intelligence officer. And Jack makes a deal to give him a copy of the NSA wet list, which I think is the list of all the terrorists, I believe, that the United States is tracking. Um, basically tells him, hey, you you give mm-hmm. us uh, Colette Stenger, who's uh, the person that has a link to Bierko, and we'll give you the wet list. And Chloe behind... Um, behind the backs of everybody at CTU, which Karen Hayes is in charge now. She's been sent there to uh, take over since they got attacked. Um, Chloe gets it for Jack, and Jack gives it to Stoller as soon as they get Stinger. And it's kind of funny because you're sitting there thinking, Jack, would you really do that? I mean, that's that's important information. Mm-hmm. You don't know, just pass that along. Well, after he gets after Stoller leaves and puts it in his phone to read it, you know, it self-destructs and destroys the chip in his phone and everything else so you're like ah that's the jack i know always one yeah. step, <laughs> always one step ahead but you know that would be interesting to figure out that code that they have that will like spontaneously combust a card <laughs> it's kind of kind of cool hmm. i want one of those no not really I'd, yes. I'd probably accidentally put it in my phone and destroy my phone <laughs> that's what i would do that's why i'm not yep. that's not that's why i'm not a ctu agent or a secret agent or anything but Yes. Anyway, so they get Stanger, and as Jack's interrogating her, she basically says, I got the information from a DOD contact. And Jack's like, who? You know, because he's like, I know people in the DOD. I used to work there. Right. And at the end, right, I think it's right at the end of the episode, right? She's like, Audrey Reigns. And he's like, oh, I will kill you. No way. I will kill you. <laughs> Not even. And he doesn't believe it. But, right. you know, basically Hayes and uh, Karen and, and her um, sidekick, what was his name? Starts with an M. Gosh darn it. Why can't I remember? He was a punk, though. I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about. He's the one that uh, basically backstabs everybody for power. Right. Not Milo. It's uh, I can't think of it. Anyways, Karen and her um, cohort are uh, are basically forced Jack to interrogate Audrey. They're like, look, this is where the evidence leads. You need, you know, we're going to interrogate her. And Jack says, no, let me do it first. So he interrogates her and uh, gets pretty pretty intense, you know, throws her up against the wall, says, quit playing with me, blah, blah, blah. And, um, oh, that's what it was. They found out that her and Walt Cummings had stayed at a hotel together, right? Yeah, that's what it and was. And Jack asks if, you know, have you ever had any dealings with Walt Cummings? She's like, oh, just the typical DOD, you know, White House stuff. He's like, you've never, ever hung out with him other than that. No, 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 haven't. And then he's like, well, we have, uh, you know, you guys both in this hotel. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we met for drinks, you know, and you, that was it. And he's like, yeah, that's not what all the evidence says. And that's when he freaks it out. says it was the same room. And he's like, why were you lying to me? And and she has a good point. She's like, I, or no, what did you say? Why did you break it off or something? And she's like, because he wasn't you. And Jack's just like, wow, she's telling the truth. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways, during after that, Jack can't get anything out of her. So they start using the whole, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name. The guy that always does the interrogation with the medicine. 
They always call him on something. Uh, Williams? No, not Williams. Something like that. Anyways. Anderson or... CTU agent that always well, they, injects the yeah. drugs that make you scream and want to die, basically. <laughs> right. And they had given Stanger immunity, so there's nothing they could do. Until Jack and Chloe dig a little deeper and find out that she had lied about something. She had lied about, I think, knowing Bierko or something. Because they can link... Oh, knowing Henderson, that's what it was. Because they can link her to Henderson. So then the deal's off. And she basically... He Jack shows up in her holding cell and basically says, deal's off. I'm going to kill you if you don't tell me what I need to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she does. It's fantastic. It works great. Which, of course... 24 does not condone the torturing of people, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that being said, yes, he threatened the torture <laughs> or put a bullet in her head and she gave up the information. <laughs> so it does work sometimes. Yeah. Apparently, at least in the yeah, movies. Sometimes. At least in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and during this whole time, let's see, yeah. Palmer, Wayne, obviously, not David, Wayne had contacted Aaron Pierce and said, I have some information. We need to chat. And that had been intercepted. Right. That had been intercepted by Gardner. Actually, he was wondering why Wayne Palmer was showing up at the white house, which again led me to believe that he was part of it. Cause you're like, Oh, he's going to try to stop this information. He's the one that's, you know, doing all this. And, uh, anyways, there's a team that tries to kill Palmer, chases him off the road and Pierce shows up and saves his life. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah. And, um, oh, that's when, uh, part of what Jack gets from Stanger is where are they, you know, what's Bierko doing next? What's the plan? And she's like, I don't know. I just sold them a, you know, a blueprint to a building, but I don't know. And, uh, that's when they find out it was, what's her name? Wasn't it? The, uh, the girl that thinks everybody's like sexually harassing her. That, um, oh, yeah. I can't remember her name. But she was the one that came up with the idea. She's like, hey, you know, I was a chemical whatever major in college. And if you um, look at the PSI, was it the PSI? Anyways, the pressure of right. all these different gas plants, you can figure out which one they're getting ready to use because they're going to use this natural gas plant to release the Centox all over the, the, you know, the town, the city. And right, she was the one that right. came up with the idea of, hey, if you will look for the one that they're reducing the pressure because it has to be reduced before they could do that, you'll find it. And that's how they figure out where he's at. And um, so they, uh, Jack and Curtis and attack team get there and try to stop Bierko. Bierko's already killed, what, five or six different employees of this place. And the poor guy that's there right. is just scared to death and just doing whatever he's told to do. Um, they save that guy. Um Stop Bierko, kind of. Yeah, kind of. They chase him Bierko's out. Bierko's kind of tough. Yeah, he's. So, I mean, he, he's. I mean, he's practically dead. He's. He's. I mean, because he gets blown and smacked against the car, but a little bit later, he's still alive and well. Which, of course, the 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 explosion was because Jack realized that they'd already set off the the uh, Centox, and right. so he blew up the place because he said, "If there's no gas, it's not going anywhere." So yeah, right. Bierko's tough. He's kind of like a cockroach. Yeah, you can't kill him. <laughs> yeah. You try and you try and you try, but he just keeps scurrying away. Um, anyways, he's he's captured this time, so that's good. And um, so then we get Palmer, who gets to the White House. Pierce helps him get there, 
And um, he's there because there's a he tells Aaron that his brother had a source in the White House. Mm-hmm. Pierce is like, really? And he's like, yeah, it's uh, Martha Logan's aide, Evelyn, who I always really liked, even early in the season. She was she was cool. Like she was, mm-hmm. you know, helped out Martha and and was very kind. And but she was the one that had been feeding information to Palmer about what was going right. on and how things weren't right. You know, something was going on, and she had caught. She had, I think, recorded a couple phone calls. She came across of yeah. Logan and Henderson. Was it Logan and Henderson? I think. Yeah, she Talk- she actually knew the whole time. She knew who was behind it. Right, that's right. Which you don't. And so, realize. I mean, of course, she didn't say anything right. because I mean, she was obviously afraid for her life. Uh, they had her daughter. Well, even before they had the daughter, I'm pretty sure she probably knew that. If I say anything, I'm going to be, <laughs> at the very least, right. at the very least, out of a job. <laughs> And right. at the very worst, <laughs> out of a life, probably. Right. Or just, you know, thrown in jail and nobody ever saw her again kind of thing. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So anyways, they uh they talk to her and she basically says, I can't tell you anything. I don't know anything. And then that's when they find out that Henderson has kidnapped her daughter to get this evidence that she has. And um, so Jack and Wayne work on, you know getting your daughter back so that she'll tell them where the information is, where the evidence is. And, um, so they, uh, they work out a pretty cool plan. You know, they, they get to where Evelyn's going to meet and Jack takes out the sniper and it's funny, you know, Henderson knows something's going on and, uh, he finally says, okay, you know, I think he says killer or something. And, uh, the sniper doesn't pull the trigger for obvious reasons. Because it's Jack. <laughs> and he starts right. realizing something's not right, and Jack starts taking people out. Um, but Henderson right. escapes, and darn him. Of course. But Evelyn's okay. Well, Evelyn got shot in the leg. Um, but her daughter is safe again. And so Jack and Wayne have to... Well, they, I think their initial thought is, we'll get them to the hospital. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're but, gonna, they were going to try to, but then they didn't want right. to have any of that broadcasted. Right. Because they may be targeted. Right. Which we'll discuss in the next episode of right. the twenty four podcast. Ends up his daughter her daughter calls the the um calls nine one one because she passes out and hits her head and that doesn't work out so well. Yeah. Whatever happens there. I get we're jumping ahead of ourselves, but I cannot remember. Does she get she doesn't get killed, does she? I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out. I got to go back and look now. I can't remember. I've seen it, but I cannot remember now. Gosh darn it. Make me sad. But yeah, yeah. yeah, like you said, we're getting ahead yeah. um, right. a little bit. But yeah, so um, we can end with this here. Oh. Um, back at CTU, um, of course, we already talked about um, <clears throat> Homeland Security coming in and taking over with Karen Hayes. Right. And her sidekick. Uh, and then they are, they discover some of the things that Chloe was doing. And instead of doing that, they want to get rid of Bill Buchanan and have Audrey um, sign off that that's what happened mm-hmm. to try to protect Chloe. And so Audrey wasn't wanting to do that. And of course, I mean, she's usually by the book, hey, this is what happened and, right. and whatever. And so, but they were trying to blackmail. And so um, they, between Jack um, and Audrey, they decide, hey, we're going to go ahead and go along with this 
And so then, then Bill is dismissed. Right. Miles, by the way, is his name. Karen's sidekick, okay. Miles. Okay, that's right. Yeah, not Milo, but Miles. That's right. I knew I was close, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, close. Yeah, and so and so now you have um, Bill Buchanan that's been fired again. Right. Two times in a day. That's, that's, that's impressive. It's got to be a record. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets reinstated both times, too. That's... That's really impressive. <laughs> yeah, and there's actually some cool stuff that happens after he gets he gets fired. But Can you um, imagine that on your resume? We'll say that for next how do, week. How do you put that on your resume? So your job <laughs> your job work experience says that you uh, worked at CTU three times. Yes, and one of them was for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> it, it, would, it was the longest day of my yeah, life. It would take me 24 hours to tell you that story. Just trust me. <laughs> but yeah but yeah so they, they push yeah. him out and, and you know when audrey goes against him i mean everybody's just like what are you doing audrey what but you know basically audrey was told by jack you have to do whatever you can to help me get dod information or something i can't remember what it was now but um basically she had to so that she could stay in place and keep chloe there so that they could help jack but right. in the process of doing so, she basically, you know, completely stabbed Buchanan in the back, or so it seems. Um, and, you know, you can tell from Buchanan's face that he's just, you know, he feels like he's been stabbed in the back. He's like, I thought we were, you know, I, I thought, Audrey, I thought we were, I thought we were good, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's kind of a bummer. You know, you see what's going on as the as the viewer, but you can put yourself in Buchanan's place and you're like, really? Why would you do that? But... It's a good place yeah, to, but it it comes it, together. It does. It, yes. Jack saves the day. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that is a good spot to be able to stop. We can pick up there and see the startling conclusion, right? Of we can five. begin next week on episode seventeen, which was directed or written by our friend, your friend and mine, David Fury. So nice. There we go. But uh. Oh, yeah. So, go ahead. So, yeah, we'd like to hear what uh, what you have to say about this episode or this uh, this series uh, season. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Again, all these uh, terms <laughs> mixed yeah. up still. And so, and so, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're discussing the middle part, but uh, any part in season five, if you'd like to share some of your favorite moments or favorite quotes. Um, favorite character or any of that, uh, you can go to the 24podcast.com forward slash, this is actually episode 24. Oh, sweet. The 24th episode That's of awesome. 24. That's awesome. Yay. We should celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Which, uh, which yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the 24podcast.com forward slash 024. Um you can be able to go to the show notes and definitely uh, leave some comments there. Uh, we'd love to be able to get some interaction on right. there on the website. And so, and of course, you go to the website, you can be able to get links to our Twitter accounts mm -hmm. and the Facebook account and different things like that to be able to get a hold of us. You can also send us an email there, and we'd like to get feedback that way. And of course, uh, if you can go to the 24podcast.com forward slash iTunes, We'd love to be able to get a rating and review there. Help us be able to be more visible yep. on there. On Stitcher, you can give us thumbs up, and that'll help 
our visibility there as well if you're listening on Stitcher. And so we would definitely appreciate that. And so especially now that they are getting ready to start actually filming, that would be, um, I think things are going to start to pick up a little bit more. And so people are starting to take notice more about 24 coming back. And so uh, they'll be looking for stuff, I'm sure. And so this could be a good resource for them. Absolutely. Definitely. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, welcome back to the 24 podcast, the official podcast for uh, 20, uh, or not the official. Let me redo that. <laughs> we want to be. Yes. I saw the tweet out with that this morning, too. Did you? Nice. All right.